Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Alice Sinell and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book and we are on page 14. We're going to start at the third paragraph that begins, for a moment I was alarmed, reading through two paragraphs ending with, he knows they are real, and we're going to comment on both of those paragraphs. Today's readers are Chris G. for the 12 Steps. Nancy R. will do the 12 Traditions. We have Tenzin P. on a vision for you, and Raj G. will be the first reader of our text. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, July 12, 2022, the 7 a.m. meeting is 19166 for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, July 12, 19167, 19,167. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our, <clears throat> excuse me, our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm now going to ask Chris G. to please read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you, Allison. Good morning. I am... Chris G., a recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee, and these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you so much for doing that service, Chris G. And now I'm going to ask Nancy R. to please read the 12 traditions. Nancy R., I need you to push star one and read those for us. Good morning. Nancy R. from Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Our tradition, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, every reminding us to play, place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for that service, Nancy R. I'm going to let us know now how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two, in today's case, from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we're gonna to resume our study of the big book. We're on page 14. We're reading the third paragraph that begins for a moment and goes through two paragraphs ending with he knows they are real and comments will be on both of those paragraphs and I'm now going to ask Roz G to get started with the read and share. Good morning. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. For a moment I was alarmed and called my friend, the doctor, to ask if I were still sane. He listened in wonder as I talked. Finally, he shook his head, saying, 
something has happened to you I don't understand. But you had better hang on to it. Anything is better than the way you were. The good doctor now sees many men who have had who have such experiences. He knows they are real. Well, um, as I read these two paragraphs, I looked at the paragraph that that's referring to above, which is the white light experience that Bill um, had in the hospital. And as he called the doctor over, it reminded me to look back at the doctor's opinion where Dr. Silkwork said, convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who have had experience with such with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. And, you know, as, as, as the instructions say in our meeting, you know, we, we read and we comment on how our experiences or how we can relate to these paragraphs. And the way that I think about this is, is that while I haven't had a white light experience, I have had extremely different changes in my life due to living the 12 steps. I am not the woman that I was, you know, 20 years ago when I came into OA. I was a woman who was, of course, overweight. I was a jealous, depressed, negative, envious, poor by American standards woman who had no future. I had already had all my kids before I came into OA. Um, and I could, as the book says, I could, you know, I could do things like I could be a mother. I could raise my children. I could um, take care of them. But, you know, those bedevilments that are described in we agnostics, I lived out all of those. I couldn't make a living. I felt of no use to anyone. I was in a very difficult um, marriage, which I had a part in it as well, an alcoholic marriage, which is another story. And I was just um, an isolated person. The only thing I really had was just living in this really small apartment on a difficult side of town. And just living in American uh, standard poverty, yet I had enough money or whatever I was food stamps living on to be able to eat enough to to be extremely overweight. So it has taken me um, many years to really understand what these um, steps are all about. Although, and I don't understand my higher power God fully, but today, I mean, my my life has revolutionized. Um, I... I have just celebrated three years of clean abstinence. Um, July the 10th has been my third year. Uh, I live, I'm a totally different woman. I don't, you know, I don't have affairs. That's that's something I used to do. I I don't, you know, one of my sexual um, ideals in life is to um, live a clean and holy life when it comes to that kind of a thing. And uh, I own my own home. I have a career. I have several degrees in college. But, the, you know, I don't, I don't eat. I don't overeat anymore. And, okay, and just to wrap up by saying I have a clean life. I eat, a sane, I eat sanely. 
And I have a very, you know, blessed existence. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you so much, Roz, for reading that and for getting us started with your share. Uh, a reminder that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on Monday or Tuesday, we ask that you hold back and let others speak today and do their share. And there is, um, we ask that you keep your shares to approximately three minutes and I'll let you know when you've hit that time. So who would like to share on these two paragraphs today? Christina Kelly J. G. Kelly Christina G. J. Kelly Barbara G. E. Barbara E. Julie P. Vasa O. Vasa O. Jim. Jim S. in Toledo. Jim S. Elizabeth K. Okay, let me tell you who I have. Uh, who Elizabeth K. I'll add you. Let me tell you who I have now. I've got Christina J. Kelly G. Barbara E. Julie P. Vasa O. Jim S. And Elizabeth K. Hey, I believe it was. So we'll go ahead and get started with that lineup. So Christina J will be first and she'll be followed by Kelly G. Go ahead, Christina J. Morning, everyone. Christina J from now from the state of North Carolina, greatly and happily recovered today. Not cured, but definitely in the recovered state for today only. All I have is today, you know. Uh, what took me to a white light experience was all my dark light, dark light experiences. My last debacle with coming out of many, many relapses. And I call my relapses God's grace, God's total grace. He let me keep going to hell so I could learn it to the core of my bones that I feel that darkness. I remember that darkness today. I don't forget it. It got me through this journey, this long moving journey across country, which is very arduous and taxing on all levels. It was a true testament to this program, that experience, and we all have those. We all have those pressures in life. But, you know, um, how do I keep this thing? You better hang on to it. My white light experience daily is a daily walk towards that light. I don't have big giant you know, booms of electricity or lightning coming out of the sky. Occasionally I feel a wonderful connection with my the presence of my God in my heart, which is precious to me. But many days I'm just human. You know, I have the human sort of dullness about me. I go about my business. It doesn't mean I'm unhappy or anything. It just means that life isn't always, you know, <clears throat> as they say, <laughs> rainbows, butterflies, white, you know, roses and all that. Uh, but as long as I'm walking daily towards the light, I get up every morning, I'm, I'm disturbed, I'm tired, and I go to my prayer and meditation, and I move my soul towards that light. That's my daily white light experience. Um, before I was twisted, twisted in the confusion of my life, and junk food, not healthy food, but junk food was my joy. But then it took me to hell, you know. And as I said earlier, I tasted it over and over and over. And if you're in relapse out there, there's going to become a day. I can promise you, if you keep coming back, you keep trying, there's going to come a day when a white light experience of grace is going to come down upon you. You know, you're going to have a grace of being able to walk away from that bite because it's that bite that gets us started, that damn effing bite 
that we convince ourselves we can have. This week at my new job, the lady before me left a pile of Hershey's Kisses on my desk. I took them to the kitchen and I threw them in the trash. Believe me, I don't need that temptation. I'm neutral around food for the most part, but I don't need that. I don't need that shit lingering in my head going, oh, you can have one. That's just crap. So anyway, if you're out there in relapse, keep coming back. There's going to be a day when that grace comes and you're able to walk away and I'm going to tell you when it comes. Pick up the phone and get on it and make a call because you're going to need that support. Stay out of the food, but you're going to feel different and you're going to start the road to true recovery. It has nothing to do with the food. True recovery is of the soul. Recovering yourself, walking away from the dis-ease of your life. Thank you for letting me share. I pass Thank you, Christina J. Next up, Kelly G. It's your turn to share. After Kelly G. will be Barbara E. Go ahead, Kelly G. Good morning, Kelly G. In Florida, recovered compulsive overeater. And I love this reading um, where it says, anything is better than the way I was. And when I was getting recovered this time around, I remember, you know, a lot of my fellows and closest friends in program I've never met in person. And just from phone calls, I would have my fellows tell me, Kelly, something seems different. You sound different. You sound really good. Something's, something's different. And, and it was this spiritual experience like happening and transforming. And I couldn't tell myself fully how different I sounded. But in others, it was like so apparent. And for me, you know, I thought of this example um, during the reading where I live in Florida. So, you know, on those days where it's kind of cloudy and you're bummed because you're like, oh, I want to lay out in the sun. But then you go, you go out, you lay out, and then all of a sudden you get home and maybe the next day or that evening you are so burnt. And that's sort of how my white lake experience was is I didn't see it when it was happening But then after the fact, it was like, whoa, like this is a big difference. And, you know, my birthday is this weekend, and I think about 365 days ago, just how far that I've come within that year. Um, And it's just, it's really miraculous. But the only way that I'm going to keep moving forward is by doing those CDAs that my sponsor taught me. And what that stands for is the consistent daily action. And those are the things that I did in order to get recovered. And those are the things that I do to stay recovered. And I can never rest on what I did before to then slack off after being recovered. And it's hard sometimes. It is so easy to say, you know what? Mm, I made one call today. I'm okay. It's fine. Like I have to make sure that I continue to do what I did yesterday, today, in order to get to tomorrow. And um, and I love when people say, you sound different. And I know with my family, with my closest fellows, like anything was better than the way I was before. And that is so true. And for those not in program, when when I walk around with that God glow, it's like, Something's happened. They don't know what's different, but I know what's different. And what's different is everything. And the biggest change is from the inside. 
And so it's just, um, it's a really, really, it's really special to live this way of life and to just walk around carrying the message, right? If I dress becomingly and keep my chin up and be a good person, um, then, then I'm spreading the message. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Kelly G. Next up, Barbara E. And you'll be followed by Julie P. Go ahead, Barbara E. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Allison, for your service. And thank you to all of you who are saving my life today. Well, I keep reading in the big book that there is a solution. It talks about the book becoming our basic textbook for society way back, I think, in the preface. And then it says on page 17, the tremendous fact for every one of us of us is that we found a common solution. There it is again. And it keeps saying it again and again on page 25. We found much of heaven as we've been rocketed into a fourth dimension of experience of which we've never even dreamed. Well, I haven't been rocketed anywhere. I had the slow educational variety. Drugs slam you down, but overeating is slow and sneaky. So total surrender, there again, is the solution for me. And the holy grail would be that I would be placed in a position of neutrality. But the secret is for me to be willing to put down the foods which I can, over which I can't be neutral. In other words, again, total surrender. My life is totally unmanageable. My, my life is still powerless over people, places, and things. I can't control anything. I can't control myself. That's why I go to you every day to give me inspiration. And the illusion that I think I can control everything is just wrong. It's the the definition of insanity. People die. Life throws curveballs at me. But I've come to believe in a higher power, and I don't know what it is yet, that works for me. But it's got my back, and it's my partner, and not my servant. And sometimes when I pray, it'll say yes, no, maybe, not now, we'll see. And that's okay with me because I know that's what I have to do. So the big book is a textbook for me. And I can't learn algebra before I learn how to make numbers. So I have to read the big book, take it into my heart, And I found that working with others is the best way to do it. Because as I work with others, I learn so much from what they learn. And sometimes they leave me and that makes me sad. And it used to be my ego edging God out if I thought somehow I failed. I don't fail. I just hold the lantern for them. The most important thing for me, thank you, besides my abstinence, is my life today. 
though it comes in a close second, my reliance on God is the most important thing in my life. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Next up, Julie P. followed by Vasa O. Go ahead, Julie P. Good morning, Julie P. Can I be heard? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. Good morning, Julie P., compulsive overeater recovering in northern Minnesota. Thank you all for your service. Um, but you, let's see, something has happened to you I don't understand. This morning, my husband got out of bed at quarter to five to me dancing in the living room with my dog. And he looked at me with that same kind of like, what has happened to you? I don't understand. And I said, I am happy, joyous, and free this morning. And I am so grateful that I am recovering. The transformation is happy is happening. And thank you all for a vision for you because it has changed my life since I joined these things in April. And with that, I'll pass. Oh, well, thank you so much, Julie P. Next up, Vasa O, followed by Jim S. Go ahead, Vasa O. Thank you. Thank you, Allison, for your service and everybody's service this morning. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I love this reading this morning. I've shared many times how um, my Abby... Came. I, I can identify with, with, with Bill's story a lot. He had his Abby that visited him at home, and my Abby came and visited me, a, pro, a person that I knew before, had been in recovery through AA and OA, and uh, she did come to visit me. And um, I was thrilled to see her, and I loved the way she looked, and she 12-stepped me for about a week before she brought me to my first meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. And so, yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of time in that week talking about it, and she told me what the steps were, what the meetings are, what abstinence means, and, it, you know, she was preparing me, and I liked what she had, and it gave me some kind of hope because I'd been struggling with the food addiction for 25 years, and like everybody else, and I tried to put it down by myself, by my willpower. I've tried everything I could. It just nothing worked, and it was getting progressively worse. And I was ready. I was just so ready and open and willing to do whatever it takes, you know. And she did take me to my first meeting, and, uh, you know, we spent that time in our uh, in our driveway talking about it. And she said, the only thing that's going to work, Vasa, if you surrender to a power greater than yourself and throw yourself into the program, the 12 steps, and and do what other people I, I have been doing over the years that are recovering. And I just very listened and listened. And, um, and that's what happened to me. You know, we said goodbyes to each other, and I ran through the kitchen, and I went in the bathroom, and that's where I surrendered to my higher power and asked God for forgiveness from all my sins. I had never gone to a confession, and I had that electrical 
connection. I, I could not explain. I was rocketed to the fifth, the fifth dimension, sixth dimension, whatever we call it. And uh, I just felt like the weight was, and I, you know, I asked for forgiveness, and I felt like the weight was just lifted on my shoulder, and I hadn't even lost a pound yet. I had this, uh, it, it was just a good experience. Oh, and I went to, the, and that's my time, and I went in the bedroom, and I wanted to shake my husband's like 1030 at nighttime. I wanted to shake my husband, tell him what happened, but he would have never understood. And then I called my sponsor the, ex, the next morning, and this is what she huh? says. I'll wrap it up. And this is what she said. Whatever you have, better hold on that. And if I didn't have that experience, I don't think I would have ever gone back to the program. And that's what has been coming, coming all these years. I've been coming and doing for many, many years. And it has worked. Thank you for letting me share. Not pass. I get so excited. Thank you, Vasa O, for your excitement and your share. Jim S., you're up, followed by Elizabeth K. Go ahead, Jim S. Jim S., we do not hear you yet. Jim S.? Sorry for that. I'm Jim S. from Toledo, Ohio. Grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, Yesterday was my lowest day ever. Um, My higher power lives in my heart, and I was trying to make contact with him. And I was in a meeting yesterday morning, could not stay awake. I wanted to share, but my mind just was not able to be free to express what I had. So I called my sponsor and I said, I'm having a terrible time. And he asked me a question. He said, why did you read the preamble the way you read it? And the way I read it was AA is a fellowship of people or individuals who um, – anyway, that's the way I read the preamble. And and he said, we in our group voted to remain the same. We didn't, we're not making the change. And when I realized that I was still connected to Alcoholics Anonymous because of my understanding of that particular thing, I was set free, and I have strength today like I've never had it, and I'm, I'm, I'm working my program. I'm losing weight, and I've lost a lot of weight, and I keep losing it, and that tells me I'm going in the right direction, and I'm so thankful for 12-step recovery, and I'll pass with that. Thank you, Jim S. Elizabeth K., you are up for your share, and then after that, we'll take a new list of names. Go ahead, Elizabeth Kay. Good morning. This is Elizabeth Kay in Massachusetts, recovering compulsive overeater, food addict. Um, the sentence that really struck me today was, but you had better hang on to it. Anything is better than the way you were. And um, I am working through my steps and having a, a really difficult time with my step four, and I I almost think like I need to take these two sentences and paste them all over my house because even the difficulty of working through the steps for me is better than where I was. And I remember standing in the kitchen 
being so full, I felt like I was going to explode and still wanting to eat. And it scared me. Um, and um, I was at a place um, in relapse, and I felt like I needed to be committed to a hospital that I felt like I was going insane. And so um, any difficulty that I find um, working through the steps and, and seeing my defects and, and realizing um, dishonesty and some of the other things that are coming up in my steps is still better than feeling like I needed to be committed um, to an insane asylum and, and better than feeling so um, overloaded with food and not being able to stop. And so um, I just thank you for letting me share today. I pass. Thank you, Elizabeth Kay. We'll take a new list of names. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Cindy P. Aaron K. Linda D. Cindy P, Aaron K, Linda D. Okay, hang on, I got Cindy P, Aaron K, Linda D. All right, who else? Maria T. I heard Maria T. Yeah, who else? Jillian P. Uh, was there a Judith? Yeah, and Jeff, Judith Jeff, Okay, Judith and Jessica, and I have room for maybe one more. Joanne. Lee H. Joanne. We all put you at the end in case we have time, and that's going to be it. All right, Cindy P., Aaron K., Linda K., Maria T., Judith S. P., Jessica, Joanne, and Lee H. I missed a couple initials there, but Cindy P. will start with you, followed by Aaron K. Go ahead, Cindy P. Good morning. Hi, thanks so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. Cindy P. from Long Island, New York. I am a compulsive reader, and I am very grateful to be here and living in recovery today and on this journey. Because um, a couple of days ago, I was ready to quit again. Not really, but sort of. Anyway, um, so I just had this really, like, mind-blowing realization. Um, you know, I've heard the expression, to keep it, you have to give it away, so many times and not until I just heard, you know, the, the shares and the reading and the, whatever it is, you, you know, you better hold on to it. Um, did I have this realization that in the expression to keep it, you have to give it away. The it in that, in that slogan, it means two different things um, for me um, because I keep trying to take my, I keep, you know, when life gets unmanageable, um, I, keep trying to take my will back and trying to control everything. Um, and so for me, what I'm realizing is to keep it and it being, that it being, that it, sorry, somebody's unmuted. <laughs> Wonderful. So should I pause? Is my time to me a pause? Go ahead, Cindy P, continue. Okay, thanks so much. Um, so, um, yeah, so the it for me in the first part of that, in the first part of that slogan is um, to keep it, to keep my, to keep my serenity, my conscious connect, my connection with my higher power, to keep abstinence, to keep my recovery. 
I have to give it away. And that it is my will and my life. <laughs> Gee, what a concept. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so, 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 so grateful that my sponsor the other day said to me, you know, she was honest. She said to me, you know, what I'm not here. DP, you got muted. I'm going to pause your time so you can start one to unmute and come back to us. Oh, okay. Thanks. I didn't realize that. There you go. Go ahead. The line was being muted. Okay. Thanks so much. So anyway, so then the second part of it, I don't know what you didn't hear me say, but the second part of it it is my will. Um, To keep it, I have to give it away and that it is my will my will in my life and um because i keep taking it back and my sponsor sorry for the background my sponsor said to me the other day what i'm not hearing is your surrender and it stung in the moment but you know what she was right she was right and how do i how what does that mean give it away it means I, by staying in conscious con- contact with my higher power yes my prayer and meditation but it's also the reaching out to others i i i i I connect with my higher power individually, but I also connect with my higher power through other people. And so I've been, you know, again, that's something I'm working on is the outreach calls, um, not just in the moment when I'm feeling struggling or anything, but, but, you know, in the, in the moment, I heard this great analogy yesterday um, about that, you know, um, thank you so much. So I'm just really so, so grateful and thanks for witnessing me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Cindy P. from New York. Erin Kay, you're up, followed by Linda Kay. Go ahead, Erin Kay. Good morning. This is Erin Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Michigan. Um, yeah, anything is better than the way you were. I really needed this reminder this morning and to hear everyone's shares. Um, I've been in this mind state lately, just plagued by this feeling of not enoughness, whether it's bouncing from I'm not enough, I don't do enough, to I don't have enough, and and just life is not enough, nothing satisfies. And along with that, you know, has come this really bad case of the I don't want us. I don't want to make calls. I don't want to dial in. I just want to, you know, isolate, contract, pull in, pull away. And I cannot do that. And I, I loved the CDA acronym that, um, that Kelly shared, you know, and I, I realized also that consistent daily action lately for me means contrary daily action. But honestly, as I have just shown up in that, you know, muscle memory of program, like my um, sponsor taught me, you know, it it continues to work. And I know now I have this data that tells me that when I start to feel this way, as long as I show up in that consistent or contrary daily action, no matter how it feels, it will lift. I will, this is not forever. I I used to eat out of this feeling that the pain, you know, that the pain would not go away and the eating was just inevitable anyway. So I'm not going to call you because I'm just going to hang up and eat. And if I call you, maybe you'll tell me not to eat and maybe I won't eat, but eventually I'll eat. So I'm just going to eat, you know, and that's such a, you know, anything is better than the way you were. That is the way that I used to be and the way that I used to deal with life. And, you know, it it is not that way anymore. Even in the low points of recovery, 
um, it, it's just, it's so much better than it was. It is, this is still the easier, softer way, even when sometimes it feels like a slog. And sometimes when my diseased, crazy brain tells me that I don't want to do these things, that I won't get anything, you know, out of it, it's not going to help me. I have to just see those for what they are, which are lies and, and um, de-isolate and, and externalize my insanity. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Erin Kay from Michigan. Linda Kay, I believe it is, you're up next, followed by Maria T. Go ahead, Linda Kay. Good morning. It's Linda D. from Connecticut, and uh, I am... Sorry about that. Linda D., go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no big deal. Um, I'm Linda D. from Connecticut, and uh, this is quite a reading. I'm here today because I'm uh, recovered, not cured. It's an ongoing journey. Uh, one of my fellows spoke about going through an arduous journey across uh, America. And there are all kinds of arduous journeys. And one of them is recovered. Uh, the thing I'm giving up is a life of being self-destructive. I would have no more idea of how to do that than a than a a kiwi bird would know. Uh, I have no idea, and the, this is an opportunity. These steps, this book, these steps, and all of you and your experience, because I can't do it alone, uh, is an exploration of love. And I didn't know that, and frankly, I probably didn't care, except. I was so broken and so frightened by where I was that anything was better. And so it's some time later, and I know what this paragraph means now. It took a lot of doing to know it. I can honestly say that I've had these experiences, not because I'm special in the sense of an exception to other people, because many people have these experiences all over the world, but I have had white light experiences, three of them, that were so spectacular, they are beyond words. And I've also had the necessity for daily work that leads up to them. The experiences that I have had, some of them are very recent, just changed me inside so deeply it's it is i wasn't alarmed i was stunned i was i it was beyond words i feel so loved so precious so cared for so daily fed you know um physically fed and emotionally fed by god i have no doubt that they are real I have to keep up asking God for the strength to follow God, which is to follow love. And um, it's not human love. It's beyond human love. It's transformative is a, a small word for this magnificent presence in the universe. I know that God is real, really real. So if you're hanging on to the edge, deciding whether to go <clears throat> toward the darkness or the light, keep going to the light 
all the little experiences end up here. And that's my time, and I thank you for letting me share. Bye-bye. Thank you, Linda D. from Connecticut. Maria T., it's your turn, followed by Judith S.P. Go ahead, Maria T. Hi. Thank you for letting me share, and thank you for your service today. Um, yeah, my name is Maria T., and I'm from Norway. And, um, yeah, the reading today, I'm just really, yeah, I can really identify with that um, and, and that kind of understanding of the doctor when he said, oh, there's something happened to you, you know, um, because there is a difference. There's a difference between being recovered and not recovered. Um, for me, anyway, I have had a recent experience of um, being in another fellowship, actually, a big book fellowship, which actually deals with intuitive eating and not swaying and measuring, not identifying red foods. They say that being restored to sanity is, you know, we don't need, it's not about the food, it's um, it's about the uh, uh, connection to God. And of course, that's true. So, you know, coming back to, I, I was in so much fear and, you know, not just about the fact that the way it was going on, but I was just, in a terrible state of fear and you know it was awful going around racing head all the time anxiety terrified terrified totally isolated uh, because I was encouraged not to make outreach calls to other people it was just really awful and last Wednesday you know I actually came to speak to another member and um, he told me to get out of that group um, and then I talked to a friend who's recovered and she said she would have been terrified working it that way. And then I just went through my list of people and met somebody who took me through the steps. And, you know, I can tell you the Wednesday evening when I started weighing and measuring my food, there was just an immense difference in how I felt. And, you know, my partner sees how calm I am and much more at peace. So, you know, it is, that's the proof of the pudding, in the pudding, so to speak, you know, that, you know, when I'm recovered, you know, my, I have the ability to be at peace and um, think clearly and be connected to my higher power. Um, and that is the bottom line, is that connection to God. Um, and I've learned so much about how, why it's important about that connection. And I just think, I just don't know where we would be if we hadn't had Bale W that uh, having had that experience and then sharing it with us with her, with the people that he shared it with and how it spiraled and how many people got recovered it must have been a it must have been wonderful for Dr Silksburg to see people recovered you know after working for years and years and seeing the desperation um you know because I know how desperate I was and um I never want to, I don't want to go back there, so I have to remind, I have to come to meetings and I have to share and I have to be with other people in recovery and yeah, just, I'm so grateful. So thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Maria T. from Norway. Judith S.P., you're up, followed by Jessica. Judith S.P., go ahead. Hi, my name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Uh, grateful to be here. Thank you for your service and everybody who has shared. Um, thank you, God, for giving me another day of being alive and abstinent. Um, 
when I listen to the shares and I come to meetings day after day and I speak with fellows individually, um, I can 150% say that many men have had these, men and women have had these experiences. And that is such an incredible gift and motivator for me to hear you all within the deepness of your being share the difficulties, the pains, the um, awakenings, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, in the present moment in 2022, I am continually getting the validation that this is the way Judith is home and is going to continue to be welcome and welcome those that come after me, those before me who need support. So I thank and I'm so grateful. Um, There's a scene in uh, the play movie Fiddler on the Roof where they're leaving Anatevka, the place of their home, and everybody's going on a journey. And for me, I feel like I'm leaving the darkness and I'm leaving the pain behind. But I have compassion for this being that was me into all the hell that I have been through and have created for myself. I could not connect with God. I was traumatized. I was isolated. So in a way for me sometimes... I am totally alarmed and shocked. I am my own witness. Someone said to me many years ago, why don't you want to spend time with yourself? You're the person on this earth you spend the most time with in this life. And I like recoiled. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. But now that I have a relationship with God, a very strong relationship, I know that Judith is loved and cared for in an unconditional way by God. And I love being with Judith. And I sometimes look at myself, not necessarily in a mirror, but look inwards and say, whoa, is that really you? You're not beating yourself up. You're not in the food. You're not screaming and yelling that people aren't doing or have read the book, the best-selling book, The World According to Judith. Oh, my God, you dropped that book off and recycled it. And I just want to right. say to you all, thank you for being here. And, oh, Bill and Bob, thank you. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Judith S.P. from Maryland. Jessica, you are up, followed by Joanne P. Jessica, it's your turn to share. Was there a Jessica? I do not hear you yet. Star one to unmute. Can I be heard? I hear you, Jessica. Yes, go ahead. Yes, yes, hi. um, I'm Jessica from Ohio. Um, Hold on, give me one second. Okay, um, but yes, I'm Jessica from Ohio, and I actually came into this program on the worst day of my life. Um, I was suicidal. I was 100 pounds heavier than I am today. Um, it was two years ago, and this program has made my life more outgoing, um, so I can definitely relate to the pastors in the um, book where it said the doctor says that 
you can, you, you better hang on to it. You know, my friends and family see me more outgoing. I'm not scared to talk to people. Um, before, before program, I was like really scared, depressed, very anxious. Um, yeah, so just like, it, it was just kind of like what Bill said, you know, this bitter morass. Um, I forget what page it is, but I'm just so grateful for this program. And I assure the newcomer, for anyone that who's just beginning to just stay with it, just trust the process, and that's my share. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica S. from Ohio for your share. Joanne P., you're up, and you'll be closing us out if you use the three minutes. Lee H., if you could please hold on for the second hour. Joanne P., go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your service. This is Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. I'm gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater. And so thankful to be here on this meeting and to be able to share these beautiful words. Um, yeah, it says, no, that he knows that they are real. And something has happened that I don't understand that just sort of speaks to me because after my um, most recent relapse in March, I just feel like I have experienced complete surrender and um, absolute abstinence, fully relying on God. And with his grace, I'm here today to tell you that um, I am just so thankful for our program and for the 12 steps for working with others, especially um, with my sponsor and now my new sponsees is to see um, God's work in our life and having just re- recently lost three one very dear friends and, and then two other um, a neighbor and, and a fellow co-worker last night all of heart attack and um well, two of heart attacks, and thinking, wow, we are so, so, so vulnerable. And normally, when I get emotional like that, I would be right into the food to um, comfort my grief. But, yeah, by the grace of God, I have all these tools now and am able to reach out to my fellows to, um, yeah, to go to God and to just be so thankful for his grace for the years that we do have and um, know that I am in such a better place right now and I'm feeling the um, love of of all of you and of this program and I just am so grateful. Thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Joanne P. from Pennsylvania. And that is... uh, the time that we will now close our meeting. Lee H., if you could please stay on for the second hour to share. I'm sure that Devorah S. would love to add you to her list uh, to share in that second hour. Thank you to everyone who shared. The share ID for today's meeting, Wednesday, July 13th, 2022, is 19172, 19,172. That's the share ID for the meeting that we were just on. And now I will ask Tenzin P., 
to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Tenzin, will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through keep you until then. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone. What a wonderful meeting. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you tread the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.